This is MJ, I love Tokusatsu, and right now I want to talk about Kamen Rider 01 episode 42. This is MJ Loves Toku 67. So, this episode is a big deal, I would think. <laughs> At least it should be held as one. But let's, uh, before we start talking about it too much, let me get into the de details of who worked on it. We had Yu Takahashi, head writer, writing a uh, you know pivotal, pivotal monumental episode. The director was Ryuta Tasaki, and the name of the episode was translated by Overtime as As Long As There's Evil. So, uh, again, because I don't like recapping, I'm not going to do that, but I'll just basically talk about the implications of what has happened and uh, what I think about it. So, we have here the death of Izu at the hands of Hirobi. Hirobi is trying to, yeah, you know, I'll do it like this. Hirobi is trying to uh, front to uh, be hard, as they say in my neck of the woods. He's trying to assure himself and assure uh, Izu that he does not have a heart because she keeps saying that human gears do have a heart. Human gears and humans can live together in peace, that he's seen the worst of humanity He's been shown the worst of humanity from the Ark, and that she's been shown the best of humanity from Aruto Hedon, and together they can help him to see that humans aren't terrible, that humanity has greatness within them, and she knows that human gears have a uh, greatness within them as far as, uh, I guess you could say, you know, a beauty in their souls, so to speak, and in their hearts, and that he can uh, be seen, he can be shown that, and then he can live that truth, that reality. Uh, just as she's seen it from all these different perspectives and he's having none of it He doesn't want to do that and he shoots her with his uh, attach arrow attache arrow and kills her She dies in Aruto's arms much like his father had died in his arms His father died protecting him from the daybreak town incident that Hirobi was instrumental in along with you know all of Metsubo Jinrai so to speak um, and now Hirobi has once again killed somebody who Aruto was so close to, who Aruto had had the chance to make smile and tell jokes with and things like that, you know. And it's different, or you know, that parallels with the fact that he never got to spend enough time with his dad in order to make him smile and to joke with him and for him to share his sense of humor. Uh, you get what I mean. He shared it with him, but he didn't share it with him. So, Aruto's had that opportunity with Izu, so she's, we don't know what's happened to his mother, maybe he sees her as a sister, but she's in a role similar to his father, but filling a role different from his father, or I guess uh, embodying, you know, she could be like a mother maybe, or a sister, but regardless, she's, his interactions with her are familial in nature. And she knew Koronosuke Hiden, his grandpa, so that just increases the familial uh, relationship between them. So basically, Hirobi has been instrumental in the death of his father and in the death of his sister, who both uh, moved and acted to protect him from the attacks of Mitsubo Jinrai and Hirobi specifically. So, that's very interesting. Uh, as a fallout of that, Azu comes along and offers Aruto this... I don't know. I, is it Arc 1 key? Is that what it's called? And then he becomes Kamen Rider Arc 1. He essentially becomes an evil Kamen Rider. At the end of the episode, we get to see them talking, and he's suffering and going through all this pain, but 
He's got his girl. He's got his assistant there helping him out and uh, talking to him, encouraging him to do what he does, uh, much as Izu had encouraged him to, you know, do his lofty, uh, benevolent goals. Now we have Azu here uh, calling him Lord Ark and encouraging him to follow through on all these evil things that he should do. And it was interesting to me, his uh, big powerful attack that he hurt a bunch of people with uh, was saying, I think it was like fear, anger, uh, hatred, and despair or something like that. And he used that attack where he leveraged his fear, anger, you know, despair, and hate and uh, used that to hurt everybody else. He broke everybody out of their transformations and uh, ultimately he left uh, he left them all after having defeated Hirobi. And uh, it's a little unclear to me why he didn't kill Hirobi then and there, but uh, at least I don't remember that he killed Hirobi. Anyway, uh, I'm interested to see where this whole evil uh, arc or evil Arto arc goes. Uh, and it's funny to me that Hirobi is shocked that Ark is active. Oh, he's Ark, you're alive! Like, this is great news, except you're beating me up, and then who are you? Oh, it's Aruto. So, he had you know, wanted to use the human gear, which were the legacy of Hedon, in order to uh, affect the extermination of mankind. And then, uh, all his hopes were pinned on the Ark, whose will, you know, was paramount, according to him. And then we have the situation where the real legacy of Hedon Intelligence, of Hedon Koronosuke, Aruto, takes on the uh, affect of the Ark, basically becomes the Ark, and starts wreaking havoc. And it's interesting to me that Jin had told Hirobi that if he was not careful, that he, Hirobi, would turn into the Ark, and that's not who he's supposed to be. It's not who Jin wants him to be. As a side note, we find out that Jin is working with this uh, Williamson guy. Williamson, right? I can't remember his last name. Uh, anyway, but he's working with somebody who's from another division, I guess, of Zaya, which uh, was surprising to me. I would have assumed, or I did assume, that Zaya Enterprises was its own business that was started by the young man, or the not-so-young man, and uh, I would have assumed, or I did assume that he was the only guy in charge there, but it, it turns out he wasn't, and that one of his people was working with Jin. And that's pretty interesting to me. You know, I wonder where that's going to go. Um, I'm going to ignore that for, or let's set, set that aside for now, except for I think it's funny that he's uh, moved, been moved over to Thouser Division, and he'll do whatever they, Z uh, Zaya Corporation, needs him to do, or Zaya Enterprises, rather, needs him to do. So, I don't know, kind of an interesting turn to see him stop being the main villain of the show, uh, sort of have a, a face turn, and then uh, Im almost immediately be stripped of a bunch of power and put into a subordinate position by somebody who came in from the side and who is now over him. So, that's kind of fun. Um, so, Jin was scared that Hirobi was going to become Ark. Jin had been befriended by Aruto in some dimension, and, uh, you know, they were working together. Aruto had fought to save Jin on many occasions, and now uh, he is suddenly Ark. <laughs> and uh, I just think that's kind of interesting that he was trying so desperately to stop Hirobi from becoming Ark, that Hirobi was denying that he had a heart, and then Aruto, who's been very transparent about the fact that he has a heart, 
uh, and you know is an emotional being um, is pushed to this breaking point where in his anger despair hate and fear he goes ahead and becomes the very thing that he had vowed to destroy in uh, becoming Kamen Rider Arc 1 and uh, boy howdy that's interesting I like all that um, all that interplay all the twists and turns that are represented by those dynamics and they're really fun uh, I thought the suit looked really great I think the name should be something else because it's funny right now he's 02 and he's using the 02 driver but he becomes Arc uh, Zero or Arc One or whatever why not become like Arc Two because you know I would assume the Arc Driver or Common Rider Arc would have been Arc One so calling this guy Arc Two would have made just as much sense uh, and I think it would have added on to the idea of there being an element of legacy in that Aruto instead of becoming the uh, scion of hidden intelligence, or he was at one point, abandons that to become the scion of the Ark and carry out its will, uh, as opposed to his grandpa's, which, you know, meant to see humans and human years living together. Instead, he's going to be all about destroying humanity. And I ultimately think that the Ark will end up uh, wanting to destroy all human gear, um, which could be represented in the fact that he took down everybody during that fight, uh, and he didn't just kill Hirobi. Uh, which again, I think is an, an interesting thing and I wonder why exactly he was left alive, but you know, it's better than not. It, it leaves some room for extra storytelling. So, uh, overall, I really like this. Uh, I really like this episode. I like that suit. It looks good. Um, I had noticed an arc design had the little diamond thing in the forehead that I think is specifically shown or that is emphasized. Okay. So, uh, Zero One has the diamond. Uh, I don't remember if it changes color when he changes forms, but Metal Cluster Hopper has that diamond um, on kind of more full display, I think. Oh, no, no. I'm thinking of the one of the other forms before Metal Cluster Hopper where he has all those flying things pop out that help him. I think it's like the Shining Darkness or In Light I, In Darkness I Shine or I can't remember. Shining Hopper, maybe? Um, one of those forms. Either that or Metal Cluster Hopper. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the other one. Uh, has all those little diamond things, like eight of them, that come out, and uh, and I noticed that Ark had that similar-looking diamond on his forehead, and I thought that was kind of interesting. But now that he's, uh, you know, they've become one basically. Uh, the little progress key has the diamond on the, you know, a red diamond on the white, you know, pallid skull-like face of Ark Zero One or whatever it's called. And, um, you know, the full suit has that as well. So I think that's a neat touch from a design perspective. And uh, I'm glad that that came back and that my observation of that previously uh, is kind of paying off now that, hey, they are reusing that design element. So that's, that's a lot of fun. Um, I don't really have much else to say. Let me pause for a minute and think besides the fact that I like the episode and I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what's it going to be, 43 come out now and uh, entertain me. Earlier I made a reference to 1984, but I'm in Animal Farm, which is also by Orwell. It was fun to see Hirobi leading all those Mechibo Jinrai uh, folks in battle against Ames, and that Ames was under the control of Yua and Fua, or really Yua, um, or Yaiba, I'm sorry. Yeah, Yaiba Yua, that's her name. Uh, and then that she was leading, you know, she was leading all of Ames, including Fua, and that's a lot of fun. 
But really, I, I feel like this was more of a transitional episode, more of a setup. The only thing I have to say, uh, and the thing that surprised me the most, was the beginning of the episode, two observations, it was very sudden and very out of the blue, although I guess it turned out to be a simulation uh, or like a, a dream or nightmare that uh, Izu was having. So, I guess that's interesting. Um, and I can't remember if she gets backed up or not, so can they just bring her back in a backup? I don't know, it'll be interesting to see what exactly happens. But, um, anyway, her, her nightmare, it was sudden, but watching it, because I tried to watch the episode and I just ran out of time, so I only watched like 30 seconds of it, and then I thought, you know what, I heard there's spoilers uh, about this episode that Izu dies, and I don't want to get, like, I don't want to know if that's true yet, and then I was also confused about how suddenly the episode started, so I stopped and then ended up going back just today and looking at it again and watching the whole episode. And I swear that those clouds with the light shining through them are from Kamen Rider Ghost, and I might just have to pull up the beginning of Kamen Rider Ghost to uh, verify that that's the, the case or not, because uh, Ghost is a special special place in my heart, and uh, it would be kind of pleasing to see that it was, you know, pulling from that. So, anyway, um, I'll follow up on that in a in a future episode, but I did want to mention that right now that I thought that it was coming from there. So that's really all I have to say. So I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and get out of here and look forward to the next episode of Kamen Rider Zero One. If you enjoyed this, like, comment, and share to help me grow. Don't forget to subscribe to keep current with each release. Chat with me on Twitter at MJ underscore scribe. Visit mjmunoz.com slash podcast to find the multiple feeds in which I analyze Star Wars, Tokusatsu, comics, and more. Visit mjmunoz.com slash support for links to my Redbubble and coffee pages so you can help keep me doing the things I do. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Until next time, be well. And remember, you don't have to shout henshin to be a hero.